there they go again. Like clockwork, you get the boys and girls back up to Bismarck and they're coming for your rights when it comes to initiative measures. Senate concurrent resolution 4013, prime sponsor, Yana Murdahl up in North uh, Valley here. David Hogue, Senate Majority Leader. Mike LaFour, the House Majority Leader. So you got the big wigs on this attempt to tell you you don't know what you're doing yet again as far as voters go with initiative measures. Uh, Dustin Governo uh, from the North Dakota Watchdog Network and myself, well, you know what? We've seemingly had to have the same conversation every session about these efforts, and you're here to talk yet again about that is not other than Dustin Governo, <laughs> North Dakota Watchdog Network. Dustin, welcome back, man. Here we are. Uh, should we just replay what we uh, had to say about this last year? <laughs> or the year before? You know, at uh, this point, I, I, I think that I need Bill Murray to play me in, in this uh, version <laughs> of the Groundhog's Day. Because uh, it's the same thing every year. Uh, it's an annual attack. And, you know, clearly our elected officials, the elected supermajority, does not think that the voters that put them in office know what they're doing when it comes to voting for initiative measures. Yeah, they only got one vote right, and it was for the, the Republican lawmaker that got elected. Every other vote you had out there was wrong, ladies and gentlemen. That's their take on this. I- explain what this latest attempt uh, would do uh, as far as if, in fact, we voted in? So this latest attempt is is very aggressive, actually. Uh, Number one, it requires that all petition circulators live in North Dakota for 100 days prior to starting the process of collecting. Number two, it bans all uh, paid circulators, which is going to be a major problem for the supporters of Citizens United, who generally are Republican. And then number three is it requires a 67% majority vote on all constitutional initiative measures. <laughs> Let, let's take these one at a time here. You're right. This is probably one of the most aggressive. 120 days uh, for a petitioner. How far? Uh, how long do you have to be uh, a resident in your district before you can vote, Dustin? 30? 30 days. Yeah. So let's go ahead and uh, extend that to 120 if you want to be a petitioner. That's stupid. Uh, no paid uh, – Circulars. I wonder if any of these guys uh, paid any of their campaign staff to go out and knock doors and drop leaflets or do any of that. Uh, oh, they, yeah, yeah, of course, did. of course they did. You know, it's uh, it, it's only fair when it's the, to their benefit. And sixty-seven percent vote. Aside from accessing legacy fund dollars, do they even have that threshold on much? Not on much. And, and in fact, you know, it's ironic because the North Dakota Chamber of Commerce coalition last time around spent a half a million dollars on paid circulators, didn't get the job done, and they were only looking for a 60% threshold to match the uh, school bond measure level. So, I mean, every time they come back for more and more, uh, and, and again, uh, I'll repeat myself, you know, these are the powers reserved to the people. That is the title of Article 3 of our state constitution. Uh, the If the people want to do it, I mean, I'll give the, the chamber credit because they actually went out and got the signatures and did it the right way. Because if, if you're going to change the powers reserved to the people, it should be the people who start the process. It should never be the legislature giving the voters the opportunity to vote away their own rights. Yeah, I mean, that's I'll, I'll give the kid gloves. Uh, yeah, I guess they, they started the approach, but they didn't even get the signatures. Didn't Mark Halligan and that group, they didn't even get the signatures to get on the ballot after claiming that it was too easy to do things yep. through an initiative? Boy, how easy was that, Mark Halligan and uh, the chamber? Uh, this 
so this will pass the the legislature. I have no doubt it will. They always do. But then the, mm-hmm. yet again, this is one that we all get the final say, don't we? Yes, we do. Yep. And and it is under the current rules. And so you know the the, the, the unusual bedfellows coalition that that I always have to put together every other year. Uh, you know, it's kind of it's like kind of like rounding up the posse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Get the boys back together. We got another one for us. Uh, but you know what? It's uh, it's one of those. It's not the only, but it's one of those areas that you and I uh, have come to know each other because you and I think the, alike on this, and we continue mm-hmm. to do so. And it's just. I don't know how how many times do they got to get knocked down in the ring before we just do the 10 count and say, all right, enough, boys. Have we proven the point that you don't know what you're doing, that you're a little arrogant for continuing to say that you know better than voters? And yet here we are. David Hogue, how many times has he put his name to these uh, concurrent resolutions? Multiple sessions. Yeah. Just- every, every time. I've debated him a half dozen times over the years on these things, and uh, uh, it it uh, simply does not stop them. And, and every time, you know, one year it's Marcy's law and the next yeah. year it's ethics commission. Uh, now this time, obviously this is the, the term reaction limits. to term limits, yeah. uh, you know, from, from their right flank. And so, you know, and I, I wasn't a supporter of term limits to, uh, really on a, on a large level, mm-hmm. mainly because I see the, the difficulty of getting these new legislators up to speed on, on, the history of what goes on, you know, it, it's going to be very difficult, but the voters wanted it. The voters voted in essentially a 90% super majority Republican yeah. legislature and said, we only want you to, any one of you to stick around for eight years in each chamber. And so they want turnover, but they want more Republicans to turn over. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I, it, it just makes, I, here's what we got to do. Uh, we got to find out how much money they're costing us by even wasting time on this. I, I mean, how many times have you guys spent their money wasting all this time out in uh, the legislature? And then it, how much money's gone into these campaigns? Probably from out of state, mind you, even though they got mm-hmm. an issue with that. I need to correct myself. I said Mark Helgen. It's Mike Helgen. I think I've repeated that twice. Yeah. Thanks for that texture there. There is a Mark Helgen out there, just not the one I'm referring to. Um, right. But, yeah, they, they came out and said, well, it's too easy. These citizens have it too dang easy if they want to do an initiated measure. And then they fail to do it themselves, which – I just want to keep reminding people of that uh, irony. So here we yeah. go. Here we go again, Dustin. I mean, what needs to be done here? Uh, we we need the citizens to speak up, tell the legislators to to keep their hands off of uh, their initiative measure powers. Uh, you know, right here in, in in Bismarck, we've got we've got petitions, we've got recalls, we got all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah. And there's recalls up up north, and you know, they always say, "Oh, well, this is just the the Constitution." As soon as they get the foot in the door of making one of these processes harder, you know they'll come after the rest. Yeah, one of those sayings that I hate in the legislature is the camel's nose under the tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how else is the session going out there? I mean, you're out there walking the halls. I haven't had a chance to get out there yet. Haven't received the invite. <laughs> I'm sure you're shocked. Uh, but you got a lot of new faces out there. So what's, what's the feel in the first few weeks here? Chaos. Absolute chaos. Nobody can catch up. Uh, there was such a at the beginning of the session and getting getting bills and pre-filed bills posted online. They, they were delayed by so much, and and now we're up to 956 bills so far, and there will be more. We'll probably pass a thousand, including all the resolutions. And um, you know, it's it, it's tough to keep up. Uh, there, there's a lot of a lot of bills covering similar topics and and keeping them straight. You know that there's 
eminent domain bills. Some of them are good, some of them are not. Uh, there's plenty of, of property tax bills and income tax bills, and and uh, it's just uh, you know more than ever uh, the sense that I get is that people are are uh, are struggling to catch their breath, and uh, things are getting pushed through every day. And and uh, I know I've been sending out at least two emails a day for the last week and a half. Uh, and people can get those at watchingnd.com. And I have uh, received those, and I appreciate the work that you do uh, since I'm not out in that area. Final question I have for you, Dustin, I'll let you go here. Uh, got new leadership in these chambers, appropriations, and uh, and on the majority. Great how they've handled this uh, this new makeup. Uh, so far, uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, the, the interesting thing is that in the House, you've got, a situation where, where Mike LaFour was beat uh, Jim Casper for the leadership position, mm-hmm. but yet is putting his name on a lot of bills that are, that are making some legislators wonder uh, what whether he was as moderate as they thought he was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've heard some complaints from, from legislators about uh, leadership putting him, them in bad positions. And, uh, you know, with, now that there is not the, the, the Rick Becker contingent is not as solidified but behind a leader i don't know who their leader is at this point uh there there's there's actually more chatter uh amongst the non-bastiat legislators from what i've been able to see and so so it'll be interesting to see how these factions shake out as as the session goes you've got a lot of these high profile bills that you know make north dakota look pretty bad and uh, a lot of legislators just don't like that yeah, well, and count me in uh, in agreement with them. I mean, to see Mike LaFour and uh, Vicki Steiner put out a bill that would throw librarians in jail if, in fact, there was a Fabio cover book in a public library is just ridiculous. And to see that he put his weight of his office behind that surprised me. I, I think maybe I was fooled into thinking Mike LaFour in my time working with him was a little bit more moderate than perhaps he was as well, Dustin. Yeah, yeah, and you know he uh, has his name on the the uh, bill to make it uh, to to end the practice of anonymous open records requests, as well as a bill that is basically a, a uh, silencing whistleblowers on university campuses. And and as that has come out, we've discovered there's a new Dickinson State scandal brewing, and obviously these two bills are in response to that. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Uh, there, there, more than ever. When you look at a bill, you have to really dig in and figure out what the motive is. And, and usually there is a specific event or person who is motivating the bill. In the past, they've been a lot more generic, at least from what I've seen. And, and I guess we're, getting, we're just getting into a, a zone where we have to react to every little thing. Uh, yeah, Dustin, you, you nailed that last uh, comment there because this, uh, the superintendent bill, I'm not sure if you've been following along with that, that would force school districts, uh, you know, with the – population or people count to 475 to share superintendents and then put a cap on their pay. Uh, there seems to be, there's got to be a example out there that Matt Ruby thinks that a superintendent's making too much money. I haven't been able to figure it out, but if you hear a chatter, you text me. All right. I, I will do that. I know that, you know, the, the consolidation movement goes way back to the eighties. Well, uh, I, what I hear a lot about is that there's too many assistant principals more so than the superintendents, but, I don't know the the motivation on that particular bill at this moment. All right. Well, 
That'll be between us, and I'll just share it with the rest of the wide-ranging KFG audience. Dustin, I always appreciate these conversations. Let's do it again soon, all right? Sounds good. All right, Dustin Garberlow, that's again North Dakota Watchdog Network. Uh, What more is there to say Uh, when they keep trying and you keep correctly telling them to shove it? Why should you be required to get 67% of a total to have your initiated measure go into effect? Why should you, as a petitioner, a volunteer that sees something wrong, perhaps it's something that the legislature did not do, uh, why do you need to live 120 days at your residence to even be a, a petitioner when you only need to live in your district, in your house, for 30 days to be eligible uh, eligible to vote? Real easy for me to talk today, by the way. It, it, it's nonsense. It's arrogant. It's telling you they don't like when you get the ability to say what you want on the ballot. David Hogue has it out for you. And you know what? He's now the Senate Majority Leader. Mike LaFour... You know what, if you're a librarian, he's really got it out for you. But you know what, he's got his name on this as well. He's the House Majority Leader. This is because he's angry. They check that. They're angry at you for the term limits. They're angry at you for the uh, Ethics Commission. The, the list goes on, and I know exactly what we're going to do. We're going to continue to tell you this bill, who's behind it, how much money they're spending on it, and why you need to tell them to shove it one more time. KFGO News is coming up in just a little bit. I'm Tyler Axis. Stick around.